Simply Financial with Christopher Calandra, Certified Financial Planner, is an innovative, comprehensive, informative, and cutting-edge podcast that discusses financial topics ranging from personal finance, economics, politics, and personal growth. Simply Financial will cover intriguing and thought-provoking questions so that the listener can simply increase their financial IQ. Welcome to the Simply Financial Podcast. This is episode number 14, season number 3, and I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. So let's talk about investing versus paying off your mortgage. I think it's a great debate. Granted, I'm a tremendous financial geek. You may not find it as compelling a conversation as I do, but I think it's one of those really good debate topics because there is merit on both sides and there may not be an absolute wrong answer or an absolute right answer. So let's talk a little bit about it. Owning a home is, I think we can all agree, part of the American dream. And we could probably also agree that a mortgage can be a huge burden. So paying off that mortgage is without a doubt a worthy goal. Before we get to the key question though, let me give a word of caution. Is don't overbuy your house. Don't borrow as much as you're approved for. If you buy so much house and it soaks up all of your cash flow, all of your discretionary income, it will cause problems in your efforts to live a good life, a balanced life, and to build wealth. It's just not smart. I know when my wife and I, uh, we've owned, uh, since we're married, two homes. And in each instance, we were approved for way more of a mortgage than we actually decided to uh, take on. So be very careful about that. You could end up with a big, big problem if your mortgage payment is way too high relative to your income and also relative to your wealth. You want to make sure that there's money in your budget, even after a mortgage, so that you could save, invest, pay down the mortgage faster, and generally enjoy your life. So some points to consider. Number one is, what is your mortgage interest rate? The lower your interest rate, I think it decreases the urgency and the motivation to pay off your mortgage earlier. So I know I'm going to talk a little bit on and off through this discussion about my own personal situation. I still have a mortgage. I'm 48. Um, That will be paid off uh, probably within the next 12 months, and then I'll be mortgage-free. But... My mortgage, uh, we refinanced um, some years ago to a 15-year mortgage at a 3.75% rate. And there were times through that mortgage where you could have gotten a little bit of a lower rate. But more recently, with interest rates having gone up over the last couple of years, my interest rate is pretty attractive relative to current interest rates today. And that 3.75% was never so high that I felt that it was strangling me. And as we talk, I'll fill you in some more. But for a long time, I felt that I could focus on other wealth building things and let the mortgage just run its course at the lower 3.75% rate. 
but you do want to look at what your mortgage interest rate is. Um, if you have a mortgage rate, and in today's environment, you don't see this much at all, but I know my first mortgage that I took out back in 1993 when I bought my first condo in New Haven, Connecticut, my interest rate was 8%. If I had an 8% mortgage today, I would have a lot of urgency to deal with that sucker. Number two is, do you have an emergency fund? We talk on this podcast, and when I meet with clients as uh, a certified financial planner with Elliott Wealth Management Services, you want to have liquidity. Um, and it's part of not having too big of a mortgage where you don't have any other assets and any other resources at your disposal. But before you start paying down your mortgage, I would want to make sure that you have some liquidity let's call it an emergency fund. So if the car breaks down, there's a job loss, there's some type of trouble that you do have money available to you. It's great to have equity in a home and even to have a home that's paid off. But in certain circumstances, you may not be able to access that wealth, to access that equity. So you do want to make sure that you have adequate liquidity, you have funds available for an emergency. So before I pay down a mortgage, I'd make sure I have enough liquidity. Number three is how comfortable are you with debt? This is a subjective thing, but I know people that I've met that are very comfortable with debt and it doesn't bother them in the least. They feel that if they're getting good interest rates, they're acquiring assets that they have a good plan and they're leveraged properly, and we could debate whether this is a good strategy or not, but they're comfortable with debt. I've also met other people that if they have even a little bit of debt, they feel like they're being choked. Uh, these are people that they might get a, a, a bill in the mail and pay it immediately because they don't even want to set it aside for the week. And you want to factor this in because this is personal finance some decisions are clear-cut, but many, many are subjective based on your own personal situation, your own goals, objectives, history, all of those things. But I think a thought about your comfortable, how comfortable you are with debt does factor into this decision. Number four is do you have other debt? especially other debt with higher interest. So if I meet someone and they have a mortgage and they may have, let's say, a student loan, a credit card debt that they're carrying month to month, and a car loan, probably all three of those other debts probably have a higher interest rate than the mortgage. Certainly none of them are tax deductible, but the mortgage might be. So before I would suggest that you hammer away at the mortgage is you should eliminate those debts, hammer away at those debts first and eliminate them before turning your attention to the mortgage. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Interest is a big one. Uh, freeing up cash flow is another one. Simplifying your life is another good example. And so... I wouldn't be paying down the mortgage, wouldn't be in a rush to pay down the mortgage if you have other debt, especially consumer debt. Number, what am I up to? One, two, three, four. Number five, mortgage insurance. So let's talk about this. If you buy a home and you do not put 20% or more as a down payment, 
a part of your monthly mortgage payment will include uh, mortgage insurance. Now this mortgage insurance is not to protect you, but rather to protect the lender. Because if they had to foreclose on you, they would be able to go collect on the insurance for the difference that might occur between what they could sell the foreclosed property for relative to what they are owed. And it could add a decent amount of money to your mortgage payment. Ideally, if you buy a home, you put 20% down and it's not an issue. But I know I've uh, owned three properties. I've already mentioned two I've bought since I've been married and one I bought before I was married. The first two properties I bought, I did not have 20% down. I think that's true, although I probably should have asked uh, my wife, Joelle, about this. But I'm pretty sure the first two properties, we didn't have 20% down. Um, so then you carried the mortgage insurance. So you're, you're paying a premium. It could be $100, $200, $300 or more. You're paying a premium for something that's not really protecting you, but protecting your lender. So it's a pretty good strategy to pay down your mortgage enough so that you have 20% equity in your property. Because if you could do that, in all likelihood, you could then go back to your lender and petition them to remove the mortgage insurance because their risk has been diminished to the point that they may agree to waive the mortgage insurance contingency and get rid of the mortgage insurance. So that'll save you money, add cash flow to your budget to either save, invest, pay down the mortgage, spend, whatever. So that's a pretty good strategy. Uh, depending on the mortgage product you have, the process for getting mortgage insurance uh, eliminated is is different. Sometimes the mortgage company will simply uh, do some quantitative internet search to figure out the value of your property and it may be that easy. Other times they may make you pay for an appraisal uh, and then if the results of the appraisal are satisfactory, they'll get rid of the insurance. There's other times they won't do it for a period of time and you may have to wait. So you'd have to, if you were in this situation, you'd have to find out from your lender exactly how it works. And then the last thing is, is are you saving for retirement? That's another important point to consider. Uh, I am not a big fan of just piling down, paying off your mortgage at the elimination of any other wealth building activity. I think you should stay for retirement, whether you're just out of college, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I think that should be a bread and butter part of your wealth building plan. And I've seen people that have simply paid down their mortgage and not done anything else. And could that work? Yes. There's certainly worse things. But I don't think that's optimal. And I think most financial planners, most, most of the financial press out there agrees with me. But again, it's not the worst thing in the world. So what do I think? In almost all instances, I prefer a balanced approach. So... You need to have goals as to what you're trying to do uh, financially. You need to be purposeful. So establish some goals. You need to back those goals and back that purpose by having a plan. In my household, we had a plan to have the mortgage paid off by the time I was 50. I am 
48. I'll be 49 in October of 2019. And the way that things are projecting, we will come in ahead of schedule. But I want to be clear, for a long time, it was not really a focal point of our wealth building plan. I wanted to build the value in my business, Elliott Wealth Management Services, to build value in that business and grow it, growing my income and growing what that business was worth. I also wanted to contribute to my retirement accounts. I wanted to build up an adequate college fund for my children. And also along the way, I built up a small portfolio of investment real estate. But it was purposeful. We had goals. It was backed by a plan. My goals have changed as I've gotten into my mid to late 40s. Uh, Paying off the mortgage has now become more important than it was in the past. At younger ages, I'm less concerned about paying off the mortgage early. As long as we're building wealth, there's a plan in place, and we're being purposeful. I think paying off the mortgage at that point could wait a little bit to later. But as you get older, your payoff plans of your mortgage should accelerate. As you become more affluent, as you become wealthier, as you have less debt, as you check off other boxes like funding for college. Um, My daughter is 18. She's a freshman in college. My son is 13. Um, We're not currently putting money into either of their retirement accounts. We believe at this point that um, they're funded enough as part of our plan for getting both of them through school. So we're not putting money in the college funds. But five, ten years ago, we were. And that's an example of how things have evolved. Our goals have changed. And part of that is we checked off that box. And then that frees up money and cash flow and our attention that we could go on to the next thing. I do believe very, very strongly, though, that you should have your mortgage paid off before retirement. Uh, Do you have to? No. Are there people out there that retired well and have a mortgage? Of course. But philosophically, if you're planning things out well, it's a very, very good idea to enter into retirement mortgage-free, to have a roof over your head, and even in a worst-case scenario, you would have a home. I think that is very good Of course, the earlier you pay it off, the better off you'll be because you won't have that payment. And by not having that mortgage payment, that frees up money to do other things. Fund college, travel more, invest more, build up a bigger savings account, whatever the case is. But I I do believe that very strongly. And I will say, too, that I've been a financial planner for over 26 years now. And some of this is what I've learned from personal experience, but also having met and consulted with um, hundreds, if not thousands, of individuals and families over the year, I've, I've felt even stronger about this as I've moved along. Let's talk about the balanced approach. Um, and again, it could be different for everyone. This is personal finance. And everyone's situation is different. There's so many variables. But a balanced approach might look something like this. If you have a 30-year mortgage and you, instead of paying the mortgage once a month, you did it every two weeks. You just divided your mortgage payment 
into two, just that simple thing, what that'll do is at the end of the year, you'd find by doing it every two weeks, you end up making uh, an extra uh, mortgage payment or two. And if you do that, you will reduce a 30-year mortgage to 22 years. It'll save you a lot. So I think that's a nice little thing you can do. I will tell you I did not do that, but let's say that you wanted to do that so that you can say and have as part of your plan that you're paying down the mortgage so you're not going to have a 30-year mortgage, but it might be 22 or 23 years. But then you look at your 401k at work and maybe your spouse's 401k at work. Let's say you're eligible for a match. Well, maybe you contribute to the 401ks up to the point that you're maximizing the amount of money that your company is matching, meaning you're getting the most out of your employer you can. So let's say both husband and wife do that. So now you're paying down the mortgage a little bit. You're contributing to your retirement account a little bit. And then let's say that you have some debt, student loans, car loans, personal loans, credit card debt, which might be the worst of the group. Uh, And then you look at the debts, have a plan to pay down those debts. Um, That is something that could be a very common, basic wealth building plan. Pay off the mortgage a little bit without going crazy because you have other key priorities you want to get to. And then you put some money in your retirement account, maximizing how much your employer contributes on your behalf, and then focus on paying down your consumer debt. That's a three-pronged approach. It's very basic. It won't apply to everybody. But that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about in a balanced approach So going back to my situation, um, because we stopped contributing to the kids' college funds, thinking that we have a a plan for both of them, Uh, we're focused on paying down some mortgages on some of the investment properties we have, and we've put them in our personal situation, we've put them ahead of the mortgage at the house because the mortgage in my residence is better terms, it's a shorter period, and a lower interest rate. So for me, I've decided to put that kind of last in the line of mortgages I wanted to pay off. But at the same time, we're maximizing our 401k each year. And that's our approach now. Not doing the college, maximize retirement plan contributions and other monies that we have, we are attacking the investment property mortgages that we have left and then very quickly, we're going to be ma- move on to the mortgage we have on our residence. One other thing we're doing, and we just started doing that recently, is maximizing our health savings account. Um, I didn't know much about those until recently. It's probably a topic I'll do in the podcast soon. But um, we maximize our HSA each year, which is for a family $6,900. Uh, That money gets invested inside of the HSA. It offers some really great tax advantages. I want to thank my brother, um, Stephen, who is employed by Nationwide, and he's in their retirement institute. He actually taught me a lot about that, and uh, Joelle and I have started using that recently. So let's just review. I know I covered a lot of bases. Owning a home, it's the American dream, but a mortgage is a burden. It's a good idea to pay off the mortgage, but you need to be smart about it. There's several points to consider, 
and I am in favor of taking a balanced approach, establishing goals, being purposeful, backing up that purposefulness and goals with a plan, and then at younger ages, it's not necessarily a focal point, although it could be. You may or may not want to rush to pay off the mortgage, but as you get older, as you become wealthier, as you become more affluent, as you accomplish some of your other financial goals, your plans to pay off that mortgage should accelerate. And I am a huge believer in paying off your mortgage before you go into retirement. So thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you found this discussion valuable. I would love it if you would subscribe to the Simply Financial Podcast. If you haven't already, go to my website, www.elliotwealth.com. Get more information about our services, how we help people with money, win with money. Uh, You can sign up for a complimentary consultation. And we would love to meet some of our listeners who are not clients already. So please take advantage of that. We would really like to do that. I will be back with you very soon. Thanks again. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with Sage Point Financial. Simply Financial is part of the Exvadio Podcast Network. You can find Exvadio podcasts at exvadio.com slash podcast, the Apple Podcasts app, iTunes Store, iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts. So join us and stay informed and entertained.